If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Switchcraft is recorded live three times a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern and on Saturday at whatever time I can get to it. Tune in live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. Uh, this particular episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by Rezzed TV. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar over at um, patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. Episode 206 of Switchcraft is brought to you by Amazon Prime. I have been a member of Amazon Prime for a very long time. Things that we used to order, uh, I'm sorry, things that we used to go to the store for, we just now order on the website and it comes to the house a couple of days later. Uh, we use Amazon Prime all of the time. They have a fantastic return policy. And if you, when you bundle that with their, their Prime Music, their Prime Video, uh, and Twitch Prime, all that stuff comes together for what I think is probably the best subscription uh, that you can get these days. Uh, if you want to check out Amazon Prime free for 30 days, all you need to do is head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash Amazon Prime. Uh, you sign up there, you support the show, and then you get a free month of Amazon Prime. Uh, what more could you ask for? Real quick, I want to send a quick uh, congratulations to Kirby Geek, who won the $60 eShop giveaway. Uh, thank you to everyone who entered, everyone who listens, everyone who supports the show. You guys are awesome. Um, speaking of giveaways, we've got the, the Mario Aces tournament is now underway. So we've got the people who have signed up. I have I've collected their entries. I posted the rules and a bracket over at runjumpstomp.com slash aces. So what you need to do if you are part if you signed up, um, then what you need to do uh, once you get there is um, go there, look at the bracket, find the friend code of the person you're supposed to play against, probably talk to that person through Discord. Uh, you guys can work out when exactly you're going to play against each other. Uh, the winner should hit should hold down the capture button on their Nintendo Switch to record a 30 second clip and then post that uh, to Twitter and then grab the link to your to your uh, tweet and drop it in the tennis tournament uh, channel. It's uh, near the top in the Discord. And what I'm going to do with that is I'm going to take all of the um, videos that people post and I'm going to edit them together into one one video. Um, let me see what else. Uh, so that's that's how uh, if you post that to the tennis tournament thing, uh, I will then update the bracket with the winner. And then after the winners, uh, the the tournament is over. I will make sure to um, uh, edit that video and uh, I'll send out the uh, gift cards for the winners. Again, it was a ten dollars uh, gift card from Backback B. Uh, thank you for that, Backback B, and f that goes to the winner. And then a $5 gift card from me goes to the second runner-up. So make sure that if you if you signed up, make sure that you join uh, or, or head over to runjumpstomp.com slash aces and, um, you know, be part of it. So don't, don't just leave somebody hanging. When you've lost your last man, hold A and B to continue where you left off. Do this before the title screen appears. 
Well, Reggie fils was recently talking to Andrew Rayner, I believe I'm saying that correct, from Game Informer, and they were talking about all kinds of things. I'm not going to uh, recount the entire article, but there were a couple of things that I thought were important takeaways that I want to focus on. Uh, you can find my write-up of this over at uh, runjumpstomp.com, but uh, first thing he talked about Metroid Prime 4 and, you know, a lot of people were wondering, how come we're not hearing about Metroid Prime this year? Uh, he said last year was important for us to message, uh, for us to send a message to the Metroid fan that there was a Metroid Prime experience in development as we showed Metroid Samus Returns for the 3DS. We didn't want them to say, you just launched a new system. When are you going to bring me a Metroid on that platform? Uh, we said it's coming. And this year, they had so many games to talk about between now and and the first half of next year, they wanted to focus on those games. And then he went on to say that Metroid Prime 4 is very much still in development. And I think that this is a great... This is a, this is something everybody already knew. If Nintendo had released or, or uh, announced uh, Samus Returns for the 3DS, uh, E3 last year, and not mentioned Metroid Prime 4, people would have lost their minds. Uh, and I've been saying this since E3 last year. People would have gone absolutely bananas. So Nintendo had absolutely no choice but to announce Metroid Prime 4 really, really far in advance. Even though this is something that I always seem to be chastising uh, gaming companies about uh, announcing stuff too early, I feel like Nintendo's hands were tied at that point, and they had to announce it. Otherwise, they would have gotten a whole bunch of bad press, and uh, people would have been, you know, some people would have been less likely to pick up a Switch because of that. Um, in the past, Nintendo has announced stuff, and then against everyone's better judgment, still released it for the system. So, for example... Uh, Breath of the Wild was in development in development for a very long time, and um, when the when the Wii U was announced, they even talked about, "Hey, we're we're making a brand new Zelda game for this," and it didn't come until the end of the Wii U's life. Basically, um, I think that a lot of people would have said, "You know what? Uh, just cut your losses and move it to the Switch, and uh, you know it'll be even better." And they didn't do that. They said, look, we, we promised that we would bring this game to the, the Wii U. And so we're going to do that uh, because I think that a lot of people bought Wii U's based on the fact that they said, we're bringing a Zelda to this system. Uh, now, that being said, this is obviously not going to happen with, the, uh, with Metroid Prime 4 because the Switch is incredibly successful. We don't have to worry about them uh, you know, scuttling the Switch before... Uh, they finished Metroid Prime 4. When do I think it's going to happen? I have no idea, and uh, honestly, nobody else does either. But if I were to guess, I would say 2019, end of 2019 at the earliest, beginning of 20, uh, 2020 at the, at well, maybe not at the latest, but at the beginning of, somewhere end of 2019, beginning of 2020. That's, that's my uh, guess on it. Uh, he went on to talk about Amiibo, um, he said, we continue to be all in on Amiibo with the Toys to Life category has always been different. Um, it's been a message that you can use your Amiibo across a range of different content and experiences. And when you really, when you use it, it really does add some significant value. I don't know that using Amiibo really adds significant value to a game. Obviously, if you're watching the video version, you can see I have an Amiibo collection behind me. Uh, mostly because I think that the figures are cool, not because I want to use them in the game. Um, 
So for me, I really don't care unless they come out with an amiibo that um, that I have some kind of nostalgic attachment to. I don't care. But if they bring out something uh, that is really cool, then I'll probably pick it up and I may never use it in game. Now, in a related news, um, I, I just read this this morning that they are going to be doing a reprint of the Smash Brothers Amiibo. Um, there's a full list of them. I didn't actually post it to the website, so I'm sorry about that. But it's, this is on Reddit. Uh, they're they're going to be coming out in December, which makes sense because that's right as uh, Smash Brothers Ultimate comes out. And uh, then there'll be a second run coming in January. So if there's a certain Amiibo that you missed out on... Um, Make sure that you uh, hit those stores and see if you can find it if if you are a collector. Um, I think that that would be really cool. Matty Walk says, uh, the Amiibos should have more use like giving the 3DS more gifts. I don't know what you mean by that. Do you mean like themes or something like that? I think that that would be a good use for the for the Amiibo, giving you a theme. And uh, by the way, why don't we, why do we still not have... Um, uh, themes on the Nintendo Switch. That's something that I think a lot of people are looking forward to. Um, he was also asked about the 3DS, and this was a very, very important number. Um, they they were asked what's going on with the 3DS, and he said in the month of December, they had a 27% growth versus last year in the U.S., and this is the wrong button. I've been hitting the wrong button. Why didn't anybody tell me? This is the button I meant to hit. Um, what was I hitting over here? Oh my gosh, this is what I meant to hit. Uh, so those of you listening, you have no idea what I'm talking about, but the video has been screwed up. Um, anyway, uh, 27% growth. That's a crazy number over last year. The the 3DS is now an eight-year-old system, and I have been a person who has said over and over, cut the 3DS. We don't need it. Focus all of your efforts on the Switch. And it looks like I was wrong. You know, Nintendo is still selling these really really well and um speaking of that there are brand new 3ds's to talk about so let's actually take a quick segue over to that uh we've got three new 2ds ll models if you don't know but that if you don't know that's basically what they call the xl versions in japan they call them the ll models um and the three new ones are an animal crossing one a Mario Kart one and a Minecraft one and they look so damn cool like these things look really really good uh this comes directly from Nintendo's website which I'm trying to bring up right now uh we've got the Minecraft one comes with Minecraft reloaded it looks fantastic like what a gorgeous piece of hardware um looks really really good I'm very impressed then we've got the Animal Crossing one has a little embossed leaf in the uh in the center of of the of the the ds and then there is the mario kart one i don't know what red and black has to do with mario kart personally like that doesn't scream mario kart to me but either way it's really really cool now these are supposed to be um selling for uh, the price was 16,980 yen, which translates to roughly 150 bucks. Um, I think that we're just going to keep seeing Nintendo doing more and more of this until they can get the price of the Nintendo Switch down to 150 bucks. And it's going to be a long time, I think. 
Um, Jay Hartley in chat says, I'm not going to pick up a 3DS. I would like to, but that's when its life would end. I'm not sure I know what you mean by that. Uh, uh, Bad Blood in, in chat wants to know, is the DS region locked? Yes, it is. In fact, the very first Nintendo uh, system that was not region locked was the Nintendo Switch. Um, Matty Walk says, the sales are increasing, but Pokemon cut the 3DS games, uh, rip Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun and Moon. And that makes that that also is something that I, I mentioned. Did I mention it or did I just think I was going to mention it? Um, yeah, I th- maybe I wrote it in another article that I read or that I wrote. Um, with, with the fact that the Pokemon games are moving over to the Switch at the end of 2019 for the core Pokemon games, um, I do see the 3DSs starting to dry up, but at 150 bucks, like it's a, it's just, I mean, you could buy two 3DSs. Like if you've got two kids, you can make them both happy. Or if they really wanted a Switch, you can make neither of them happy. But, uh, until, like I said, until the Switch is cheaper, you're not going to get, uh, get rid of the 3DS, even if I personally think that they should. All right, now that we talked about that, uh, Reggie was also asked about the Nintendo 64 Classic, which is, um, you know, I'm very happy that they asked about this. And his answer is actually pretty great. He says that the NES Classic comes back this month. That's our focus right now. In terms of future Classic series, we'll have to set up a different interview to talk about that. Look. We know our fans love legacy content. Being in this business 40 years, we know we have a lot of content we can surprise our consumers with. We're aware of it and stay tuned. And for me, this is awesome because most most of the time I would expect Reggie to give a non-answer to a question like that. Uh, But that feels like an answer. It feels more like an answer than than a non-answer anyway. And... um, the the N64 classic is by far the most important of the classic line because emulation of Super Nintendo games and emulation of Nintendo games is super easy to do. It's ridiculous easy. Anybody can do it. No problem. N64 emulation is kind of rougher. It never quite works out right. And that's why it's so important that Nintendo puts out an N64 classic because then we could finally replay, um, you know, the, you know, Super Mario 64. We could replay Zelda and uh, Majora's Mask and all of the other fantastic N64 games uh, that were probably only first party games, unfortunately. Although there's third party games, probably not none of the rare games. Um, but there's a lot of games on the on the 64 which are fantastic. And right now, emulating them is a pain. And if Nintendo gives me a way to give them money for this stuff, then I will. Uh, until then, they're just going to have to wait. Uh, Maddie Walk in chat says, "Should Nintendo remaster the Wii?" Um, no, I don't think that they should. It hasn't been very long. People can still play those games on the Wii U and on the Wii, and you can still get a Wii really cheap, um, and it'll still work. And, um, motion controls kind of suck. And, uh, even though I was a fan of the Wii when it came out, it was because Nintendo made fantastic games for it, but I'm, I just, I I probably will never play the Wii again unless it's to play a GameCube game. Uh, so 
There you go. Bad Blood in chat says, even without the rare games, there should be a good variety to pick from. And I completely agree. Um, he says GameCube, uh, N64 soon, GameCube later on, hopefully. See, once you get to the GameCube, uh, you're going to need more and more powerful hardware to emulate that. And uh, that makes the price really kind of skyrocket. So I don't know if that's something that we gonna, that we might see. Anyway, if you do, if you want to read the full interview uh, with Reggie, just make sure you head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash 206, and uh, you can find the link in the show notes there. Atari introduces the woman of the year, Ms. Pac-Man. Well, with uh, Wolfenstein 2 now out on the Nintendo Switch, you can now go to the eShop and buy it or buy it on uh, at a retailer. And if you do, you know, make sure if you're going to get it from Amazon, use my Amazon code, uh, sellout. Um, but Panic Button said that they are open to porting Wolfenstein Youngblood over to the Nintendo Switch. Uh, this is another article that I, I wrote up, um, gosh, uh, on the first. Um, it says here that, uh, it, where is it? Here we go. So they were asked, uh, um, let's see, Adam Creighton was asked about, are we going to be seeing Youngblood on the Switch? And they said, that will be a Bethesda and Nintendo conversation. We're definitely up for it. And it's really going to be a portfolio call on their side. Uh, that's certainly their thing, but we're on board for it. And I think that that's a good answer. That that kind of puts the ball in their court. And now it all comes down to how well does Wolfenstein 2 sell? If Wolfenstein, if Wolfenstein 2 sells really, really well on the Nintendo Switch, then I think that Bethesda... We'll talk to uh, Panic Button again and uh, get them to port it. And and I have not played it, but everything that I hear about Panic Button is turning them into a developer that I really feel like you can trust because um, they put out Rocket League for the Nintendo Switch. They're the ones that ported it. And it started out really good, but there were some bugs or some issues. And they're con they've been continuing to work on it to make it better. And, you know, I was sat down to play it the other day, and I still am having an absolute blast with that game. And it looks gorgeous. Now, I haven't played Doom, and I haven't played Wolfenstein 2 on the Switch. But I've heard both both ports are very, very good. Uh, Panic Button seems to be doing a very good job by, excuse me, porting their stuff to the switch and uh if if you want uh them to keep working on that stuff then i guess you better go out and pick up uh wolfenstein uh but again i'm not picking up wolfenstein for that system because i don't feel like it offers any any benefit to being be, being able to play it portably uh so i may just end up picking it up for ps4 if i decide to um we'll see uh, what happens in the future. Super Mario, Super Mario, Super Mario well, it looks like Sony is finally starting to feel the pressure from the Fortnite crossplay disaster. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go back, you know, just go to runjumpstomp.com. And if you scroll through, I'm sure that you're going to find a podcast of me talking about Fortnite crossplay on the Switch. I'm not going to talk about it again. All right. What I will talk about is the fact that we finally have a response from Sean Layden. He is the CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment America, uh, and he was asked a very, very direct question about it. I want to bring up that direct question. This is by, oh, close this. No thanks. Okay. Um, this was by Wesley Yin Pool, uh, and he asked, 
a very, very pointed question, which I like. Uh, here we go. Uh, let me bring that up on screen. He says, I thought it was fascinating. You talking about the PlayStation 3 flying too close to the sun, your Icarus moment, you called it. And then PlayStation 4 coming back to be uh, more back to basics, to be more about the players. But there seems to be an issue at the moment that Sony isn't listening to its players or doesn't seem to be. And that's crossplay, Fortnite particularly. And I wondered if there were any plans to open it up. And his response was, um, we're hearing it. We're looking at a lot of possibilities. You can imagine that there's circumstances around that affect a lot more than just one game. And I'm confident we'll get to a solution which will be understood and accepted by our gaming community while at the same time supporting our business. So again, they haven't said, yes, we're going to do it, but they've said, we're working on it. And what that probably means is they are, it's not like they're working on seeing if it, if, the, if it can happen because we already know it can happen. It was turned on accidentally with the Xbox at one point. Uh, same thing happened with, um, uh, shoot, what was it? Um, Rocket League as well. Like at one point it was accidentally turned on where you could play with other people from PlayStation or from Xbox or whatever. Um, so it's not like they're trying to figure out the technicalities of it. They're trying to figure out the business arrangement. And so now we just have to sit and wait for lawyers to lawyer things, which sucks and is stupid and is not what we want. Uh, but unfortunately, it's what we're going to get. Now, speaking of Fortnite, I want to tell you this. The, uh, the Fortnite reveal was really awesome. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, Back during um, a couple weeks ago, there there was a countdown on all the TVs in Fortnite, and I I said, oh, and it's gonna count down to this this day, and something's gonna happen. And what happened was really really cool. If you want to see what actually happened, uh, follow the link in the show notes. Um, it just says Fortnite reveal was really awesome, and uh, it is uh, uh, oh, it's a YouTube video. Uh, where it was me and my son were playing Fortnite and we're running around in the world and uh, the rocket launched and crazy things happened. And uh, my son and I were just, we were basically in awe. And I have to say that this is definitely one of my favorite gaming moments uh, that I've ever had was that moment when the rocket launched in Fortnite. And I don't know how they're doing it, but they seem to continually have an ever-changing and evolving world because the very next day my son and I uh, parachuted in or, or well there's no parachutes in the game they use like something else um, we landed in uh, this place I called it I think it was called Lonely Tower or something you know because they always use alliteration um, Lonely Landing or Lucky Landing or something like that and we found like this weird glowing pulse of cloud it was making weird sounds and I was like what is that and he said I don't know and like there was no patch to the game. I, it just happens. And I'm sure that they found some way to do this in, in the background, but it's just so cool uh, that they're doing it. Jay Hartley and Chad is correcting me, calling it Lonely Lodge is the correct name for it. Um, but if you haven't played Fortnite because you're thinking it's, it's super popular now, it can't nearly be as good as everybody says it is. It's really good. It really is. Now, it's not my favorite Battle Royale game, 
But right now, it's the only Battle Royale game on the Nintendo Switch, and uh, I've been having a lot of fun with it. And um, if you haven't checked it out, you definitely should. All right, we've got three quick stories before I get out of here. I'm going to do this in a lightning round. First, um, we're some really weird accessories uh, coming out for the Nintendo Switch. The first is a keyboard that you put your joy cons on the side of in case you want to type to people which is really bizarre i i can see why somebody would want this but i don't see it being as useful as somebody who wants a keyboard for the switch to be i think you're almost better just having a separate keyboard like i keep this logitech keyboard uh here let me switch my camera around uh, I keep this Logitech keyboard. Uh, it's a little, it has a little dongle, uh, which I can't seem to pull out right now. Um, this has a little dongle that I keep plugged into my PS4. So when I play Final Fantasy XIV, um, I can I can grab my keyboard and start typing things. Um, and I haven't tested that on the Nintendo Switch. Maybe that's something I can do before next time. Uh Especially because right now uh, in Arena of Valor, uh, you can type to people. And I wonder if the keyboard will work and I can test it using that. So that's something I'm going to definitely have to check out. Uh, Another really weird um, contraption that is coming out for the Nintendo Switch is this little uh, cardboard arcade uh, almost like Nintendo Labo ripoff. Uh, it looks really cool. I don't want it. Um, this is really weird looking, but I can't imagine trying to play a game like this, but it looks cool. So I, I just want you guys to imagine an arcade cabinet made out of cardboard with the two Joy-Cons placed in it for you to uh, hit uh, play it as if you were standing up at an arcade, although it's small and sits on the table. Uh, I think it's really neat, but I would never buy this thing. Uh, but o- other than that, I think it's cool. Uh, really, uh, the the next thing that I want to talk about is that Night Trap. Uh, I've talked about this on the show before. Night Trap is coming to the Switch. We already knew it was coming to the Switch, despite the fact that... Uh, um, I think it was Howard Lincoln said uh, said you will never see a game like Night Trap come to the Switch. Uh, that was back during you know the Senate hearings when Senator Lieberman uh, was started his crusade against vi- violence in video games, and Night Trap kind of kicked all of that off. Well, Night Trap is coming to the Switch, and I want to buy it, which I didn't anticipate. Uh, not really because I want to play the game so much. Although if I do pick up the game, I will probably end up streaming it. And if you are interested in this at all, then July 6th, and I'm, I'm shooting myself in the foot by telling people about this, because there's only going to be 3,000 of these. This is from LimitedRunGames.com. It's $70 limited, edi- limited collector's edition for the Nintendo Switch. Comes with a, uh, a Sega CD jewel like cd jewel for you to put the thing in looks like the old uh sega cd games uh comes with a vhs tape of all of the footage of the game not that anybody has a vhs player around but it's still neat and god i would never open this but if i did get it i i would be very very happy now if you are interested in picking up one of these limited run things go to limitedrungames.com 
or you can just go to my my uh, show notes and click the link there. And we have two days, 18 hours, 17 minutes and 30 seconds as of this recording uh, for you before the uh, the ordering is available. And again, there will only be 3000 of these collector's edition ones made. It's so cool, and I really want one, but I know that I'm not going to be able to get one. And uh, big thanks to Droid on Twitter for letting me know about this, because I just completely forgot. You know, I talked about the the news story that it was coming out, and then I forgot that it was coming. So so there you go. Uh, Gen Z0509 says they really want Night Trap. Jay Hartley says, I have a VHS somewhere. Uh, so there you go. Uh, finally, last story before we get out of here. This is from Nintendo Versus on Twitter. We are coming up on the Splatoon 2 first anniversary is coming, and it's time for a fishy free-for-all global Splatfest. Which sea creature is your favorite? Team Squid or Team Octopus? Pick a pick your preferred cephalopod in-game on July 6th and prepare for tentacled turf war starting on July 20th. So there you go. I don't really have much else to say about that, except that if you don't already follow Nintendo Versus on Twitter, you should, because they tell us all about that that uh, multiplayer madness that goes on uh, for the Nintendo Switch. All right, before we get out of here, I just want to thank two people for them reviewing the show on uh, Apple Podcasts. I really appreciate that. Um, the first one comes from Krokmitoow. Sorry about, about the pronunciation there. They are from Switzerland, and they said uh, the English is not their their main language. They said that the show is very good. Maybe I like it a lot because we are the same age and we have the same game taste. Congratulations and thank you. So thank you very much for the five-star review. Um, I'll say Krokmitao for your name. And then I also got one from New Zealand from Brewsta88. They said, I have owned a Nintendo Switch for about a month and have not had a Nintendo console since the Super Nintendo. I love my Switch. And this podcast is the best news show there is for everything that is happening on it. Informative, funny, and evocative with sound clips that and music from the old days and three times a week, which means there's never long until I can listen again. Uh, P.S. The Mute City acoustic music at the end is genius. Thank you for everything you do. Thank you very much, Brewsta and Krokmitao, for the uh, five-star reviews in Apple Podcasts. It really does help it's an absolute massive help because it helps people notice the show now real quick before i get any further the the f-zero instrumental music that you guys hear uh is played by tom winter so if you go to youtube and look for tom winter on there or probably tom winter acoustic video game or something like that or tom winter f-zero you'll find his channel and check out his stuff because it's really good and since i'm already mentioning tom winter i also want to mention note block which that that's is the uh, musician that made the music at the beginning of the audio podcast uh so like my intro music basically uh so make sure that you check that out again that's note block uh, really, really good stuff. Um, don't forget that if you want to get the full show, then you can. You have two ways of doing it. You can tune in live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp, or if live isn't uh, something that you can do because you're super busy, 
uh, then make sure that you check it out over at YouTube. That's youtube.com slash run, jump, stomp. And if you're looking to support my content, you can easily do that by heading on over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. All the links that you find there will help me create more content. Big, big thank you to everyone who has already supported the show in, in small ways or big ways. Uh, you know who you are, and I really appreciate it. And uh, thank you so much. I really do. Uh, finally, it's time for me to thank the live chat because we wouldn't be like this would not be as good of a show without these guys. So let's go through the list. We've got Kodiak, Moonwolf, Vaxer, uh, H-Bomb and Friends. I am H64, Gen Z0509, J Hartley17, Kimbalina66, Lego Lawyer, Link31254, Mr. Cool Red, Luigi, RPG Rerun, Skill Warrior, Slow Cool, Trev125, V and K, Virgo Pros, XC Bad Blood, and of course the Lurkers. You guys are all awesome. I really appreciate it. Thank you for the raid in the middle of the podcast. Kodiak Moonwolf, you are awesome. And uh, Mickey. Th- Mikey95, thank you for the follow during the show as well. And H-Bomb, thank you for the host. Uh, You guys are great. I will see you all next time. Stay awesome, and bye-bye.